Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man, Bungie? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Masked Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, movie reviews, trivia contests, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense, starring Gene Kelly. But it's time now for our quiz game, Stump the Host. Lisa Wolf will test my knowledge of classic radio by asking me a bevy of questions on the subject. And for every question I answer correctly, you'll hear that. For every question I answer incorrectly, you'll hear that. Oh, man, I hate that sound. One listener will help me answer questions and win prizes. Lisa, say hello to our listener. Yes, we have Kurt on the line from California. Hi, Kurt. Hello. Hi, we're so glad you're with us today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, Kurt, we're going to win you some prizes, my friend. Sound good? Yes, it does. All right, we're going to get you some classic radio and some fun prizes. And uh, you and I, Kurt, are a team. So Lisa will ask a question. If you can't answer it, just reach out to me for a lifeline, okay? Okay. I, th- I think you guys going to do pretty well in these questions today. All right. Okay? I was feeling generous All when right. I wrote these. Okay. okay. Kurt. Mr. District Attorney's signature was the opening announcement known as what, which defined the creed and duties of Mr. District Attorney. What? Well, what? We gotta, we gotta like say what it is. No, dude, it's called something. It's called. It has a, a particular name to it. It's called the voice of the. Uh, the voice of the people. It's close. Um, it's it's what they called the opening announcement on Mr. District Attorney's. The voice of the. Credos. It's know. the voice of the law. Uh, you didn't know that one? Nope. No, actually, we did right. not. Well, so now you know something. All right, we learned a, we learned a little All something right. there, Kurt. Okay. All right, Kurt. Who was the host of Mr. President? Uh, Edward Arnold. That, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You're right. You got it. There Way to go. go, Kurt. Okay, see, it's all good. All right. Okay, Kurt. Kurt knows his classic radio. <laughs> Kurt, you're gonna know this one because this is one of my favorites. Okay. Who are two people who live together and like it? Ah, uh, the, um, is it the Cougats? Yes, yes it, it is the is. Cougats. George, George, uh, George and, and, um. George and Liz. And yeah. of course they changed it to Cooper, but it, it's, it's right. He's absolutely right. It's my favorite husband. My favorite. Yeah, okay. Way to go, Kurt. <laughs> hey, Kurt. He didn't even need me. He doesn't even need Who me. Needs you, Carl? I'm, I'm gonna just go take a take a break. <laughs> Kurt, I'll go just, have some coffee. <laughs> okay. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kurt. Just to make it a little more difficult, um, what was their home address? And talking about uh, Liz and George, do I, we know where they live? I kind of think I do, but I think you do. I, well, I don't, so because I. I uh, you know, I'm not a lover of comedy, so. so here's this is weird. Now, if this is right, this is going to be really weird. Well, right? you are weird, so it might I work for you. I think it's 321 Bundy Drive. 
It is 321 Bundy Lane, and oh, that Lane. counts. Okay, all right, so that works. you know works, what right? suburb they live in? Uh, Sheridan Falls? You've got it. All right. There you go. Good team, you guys. Not bad, Kurt. All right, Kurt. On uh, My Friend Irma, I'm afraid it's another uh, comedy. What was Irma's job? Mm, yeah, Irma's job. I know that one. Uh, you'll have to take it because I don't know it. She was a stenographer. That is right. Oh, okay. That yeah. is true. All right. And, and who was her best friend and roommate? You know her roommate? Well, I know it was I know it was Kathy Lewis. That's right. That's right. That's it. That's exactly all you right. She played Jane Stacy, but was it was Jane Kathy Sa- Lewis. And Jane Stacy worked at I think a bank. I could be wrong, but I don't know that answer. Yeah. Right. I didn't that wasn't one of the questions. Okay. <laughs> all right, you guys are good. We are doing good, Kurt. Okay, this one might, might be difficult. I don't know if you, right. do you, do you Kurt know my, knows his stuff. Kurt, do you know my little Margie? You're giving them all uh, comedies. No, I, I not didn't know. Really. I just right. picked the ones I liked. And my little what Margie. Uh, well, go ahead and ask the question. Uh, all right, Margie Albright lived where with her father? Just what 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 state did she live in? Mm. That will help. Don't know. No, I don't know either. Yeah, don't know. Go ahead, Lisa. All right. What is it? Well, so she lived in New York's right on Fifth Avenue. Okay, so okay. We, we missed that one. That's all right. Yes, we did. That's We're winning okay. five to two. That's right. You guys are doing very nicely. Okay, Kurt, who was the host and narrator for The Mysterious Traveler? See, we left the comedies. Uh, Maurice Tarplin. That is wow. right. He's good. Kurt. Also, and also the strange Dr. Weir. That's right. Wow. He's good. Yeah, Kurt and knows his stuff. Lucky. That's Dude. right. He was he was uh, Inspector Faraday on Boston Blanky. Right. Yes. You're the perfect person. He for this, knows uh, these segment. shows. Yes, he does. Uh, um, we got oh, time for a couple more. All right. Here's a good one. Now, if you're like the mysterious traveler, do you know um, any part of the opening signature statement of the mysterious traveler? It starts out as this is the mysterious traveler. Uh, I'd like to take you on a trip. I hope that it will. Thrill you a little and chill you a little. Oh, he's good. Uh, That's it. That's uh, all you need. That's all I can remember. That's perfect. (laughs) Way to go, Kurt. I'm telling you. You know what? Yeah, I am really impressed. I just want you to know. We ask people to call in, right? I mean, this is classic radio. These shows were on, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. So I know Kurt wasn't around back then, but he likes these shows and he is retaining. You know, the information on Kurt, him. It's awesome. I Kurt, love it. He could be your best friend. I know, Kurt. <laughs> We're going to hang, buddy. We're going to hang out. to have lunch. <laughs> I know. All right, we have time for like one or two more. Okay. Um, Nick Carter, Master Detective, first came to radio as... Mm. Mm. I don't know that. No, I'm not sure what you mean. So um, It had a different title when it first started on radio. Really? It didn't. wasn't called oh. Nick Carter, Master Detective. Hmm. No, I don't. Think I know that it. might be a tough one. It was called "The Return of Nick Carter." Oh, okay, and was, they changed oh. it shortly yeah, thereafter yeah, it to was. "Nick okay. Carter, Master Here. Detective." Okay, All so right. Lisa got one okay. last question. Last question: Who was the adopted son of Nick Carter? Which was the title of a series that aired from 1943 to 1945. Chick Carter. Chick Carter, boy, boy detective. detective. He's wow. Got it. You know what? Kurt could host this show. Kurt? I don't need to host the show anymore. I found you. a replacement. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, great job, buddy. Way to go. My crabby brother will send you some fun prizes, okay? Okay, thank you for it was job. A, it was a pleasure, Kurt. Thank you very much. Lisa, great job. When we come back, it's suspense. Stick around.
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Conceived as a potential radio vehicle for Alfred Hitchcock to direct, Suspense was a radio series of epic proportion. It aired on CBS from 1942 until 1962 and is considered by many to be the best mystery drama series of the Golden Age. Billed as radio's outstanding theater of thrills, it focused on suspenseful thrillers starring the biggest names in Hollywood, including Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, Alan Ladd, Henry Fonda, Humphrey Bogart, Betty Davis, Orson Welles, and many others. Scripts were by John Dixon Carr, Lucille Fletcher, James Poe, Ray Bradbury, and many others. Running more than 20 years, Suspense aired nearly 1,000 radio broadcasts and made the transition to television in 1949, but it was on radio that Suspense enjoyed its glory days. All right, Lisa, you ready for a terrific episode of Suspense? This is from April 27, 1944. It's called Death Went Along for the Ride, and it stars Gene Kelly. Remember singing in the rain, Gene Kelly? Are you kidding? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the one. He's uh, the one. Yes, indeed, and uh, great cast in this. Sponsored by Roma Wines, as heard on CBS. Part one now of a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Roma Wines presents Suspense. Roma Wines. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. Salud. Your health, senor. Roma Wines toast the world. The wine for your table is Roma Wine. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. This is the man in black, here for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California, to introduce this weekly half hour of Suspense. Tonight from Hollywood, Roma Wines bring you a star, Mr. Gene Kelly. In a suspense play that tells of fear and suspicion and dangerous adventure on the long highway from California to New York. And so with Death Went Along for the Ride and with the performance of Gene Kelly as a man named George Javery, we again hope to keep you in suspense. Brown for 314? Yes, sir. I, I want a room. The name, sir? George Javery, but uh, I haven't got a reservation. Oh? Well, I think we can fix you up, Mr. Javery, if you'll sign, please. Uh, sure. <coughs> Excuse me, friend. Yes? I couldn't help hearing your name, Javery. Hmm? Oh, that's right. In relation to Frank Javery of Cincinnati? Oh, not that I know of. Oh. <laughs> kind of a funny name. No offense, you understand, but I just thought, you know. Sure, I, I know. Been doing quite a lot of traveling, haven't you, Mr. Javery? Huh? <clears throat> I see all them stickers on your bags. Oh, oh yes, I've been out of the country. Room six ten four fifty a day. Will that be all right, Mr. Javery? Sure. <laughs> you uh, gonna stay in Reno very long? Just overnight. Going east? Uh huh. You driving? Yeah. Say, what do you want to know? Uh, thought I'd tip you off to a good place to eat. See, <clears throat> you like steaks? <laughs> when I can get them. Better stop at Harry's place, then. Best steaks between here and Chicago. Here's the address. I wrote it down for another fellow this morning, but he left where I could give it to him. 
Oh, well, well, thanks. You, uh, driving back east alone? Yes. Say, uh, what did you say your name was? Uh, I didn't, but it's Brown. Steve Brown. Well, look, Mr. Brown, if you want a free ride east, why don't you just... No, no, no. I'm heading up to Portland, see? Oh, well, well, have a good trip, Mr. Brown. Same to you, Mr. Javis. Thanks. Don't forget to stop at Harry's place, Mr. Javis. I think you'll find it a very interesting spot. Very interesting. Mr. Javis. What is it? Did you notice a fellow with only one arm? No, where? I didn't think you did. He said he was a friend of yours. But don't have nothing to do with him, Mr. Javery. He's no friend of yours. He's no friend of anybody. Don't have nothing to do with him. Oh, here's your drink, Mr. Javery. Thanks. Oh, did your friend find you, Mr. Javery? What friend? A uh, one-armed fella. He was looking for you. He said I should keep my eye out for you. A one-armed, fra- uh, one-armed man, Mr. Javery? Why, no. There's no guest at the hotel that answers that description. I tell you, I seen him coming out of your room, Mr. Chapery. I don't know how he got in there, but I seen him coming out. You heard me. I'm checking out. If there's anything wrong. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong. I'm just checking out, that's all. But at 3 o'clock in the morning... Look, I, I said I'm checking out. Now, now, please get my bags out to the car. Just put them in the back of the car. Yes, sir. Now, look, kid. For the last time. Do you know? I don't know nothing, Mr. Jesse. Honest, I don't know nothing. Okay, okay, here. Gee, look, here he comes now. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Thanks, Mr. Jeffrey. You, uh, going east, mister? Oh. Oh, it's you, huh? Say, what's the big idea? What big idea? Now, listen to me, my one-armed friend. I can't help having one arm, mister. All right, all right. But what's the idea of following me around? You've been following me ever since I got here. Oh. Well, I'm very afraid that, mister. So am I. Now, what about it? Well, you see, I'm kind of down on my luck. So I'm hitchhiking. I got to get east, and I heard you were going east, so... Oh. You are going east, ain't you, mister? Well, yes. Yes, I am. Do you mind if I come along a peek? Oh, all right, hop in. Say, uh, there's one thing you haven't explained to me yet. Uh, what's that? What were you doing in my room? Hitchhiking? I was never in your room. The bellboy said he saw you come out. I don't know what he said, but I was never in your room. Oh. That's kind of late to start driving, I guess. I don't mind. I'm used to night work. Oh. Say, uh, I don't think I got your name. Jones. One arm Jones, they call me mostly. You traveling far, Mr. Jones? Uh, as far as St. Louis. Uh-huh. Have you been in San Francisco lately? No. No, I came by way of San Diego. Why do you ask, Mr. Javery? Oh, nothing. I thought I might have seen it. Uh, what's the matter? How did you know my name? Your name? <laughs> That's an old hitchhiker's gag. Hang around the hotel lobby and find out who's who and maybe where's heading, see? Yeah. See, there doesn't seem to be much traffic tonight, does there? No. Are you looking for something? Oh, just reaching for a cigar. Get your hand out of your pocket. I, I was... Get it out, I said. You don't have to pull a gun out. No. 
All right, Mr. Jones. Come on, let's have it. Watch your game. Game? Yeah, your game. Come on, spill it. I don't get it. Neither do I. I suppose you haven't been tailing me ever since I checked into that hotel. Well, I, I explained about the hitchhike. Get out. Out of the car? You heard me. Okay. But, Mr. Jamie. What? Don't be too surprised if you see me again sometime. Good night, Mr. Javery. Tonight, for suspense, Roma Wines bring you a star, Mr. Gene Kelly, whom you have heard in the prologue to Death Went Along for the Ride by Henry Denker and Ralph Berkey. Tonight's adventure in suspense. All right, put him up. Come on, get him up and step out in front of those headlights where I can see you. Come on, before I let you. Well, I'll... What do you want? Not to get shot right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Kind of jumpy, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Well, were you going into this joint here? Well, I was. Well, come on, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. I think I earned it at that. Well, howdy, folks. Good to see somebody. I'm kind of late, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, black coffee, huh? How about you? The same, I guess. Look, uh, I'm sorry I frightened you. Say, what's your name? Eileen. Eileen Harrison. What's yours? George Javery. Say, uh, what are you doing walking along a million miles from no place at this time of night? <laughs> I started driving east in a $50 jalopy yesterday like a fool. It just fell apart on me. I was coming in here to phone or something. Oh, how far east you going? Greenwich, Connecticut. I'm going to New York myself. I, you're welcome. I mean it. Well, I... Oh, oh, look, if you don't like me, you can always get out and start to walk again. What have you got to lose? <laughs> well, all right. Thanks. And I could use a little company right now. Well, here you are. Piece of pie? Piece of pie, bud? Huh? Oh, oh, no. How about a hamburger? We got good hamburgers, you know. We got... No, no. No, just be quiet a minute, will you? Be quiet? Yeah. What's the matter? Shh. Shut up, another two of you. Sure, anything you say. Hey, what's the matter with you? I'm listening for something, that's all. What? There he comes. Hey, where are you going? That wasn't it. You know, what's going on, bud? You hot or something? No, there's a car out there. It's been following me for the last 200 miles. Yeah. How'd you know? I know it. I took a side road. He did, too. I tried to duck him, and he hung on. He kept following me. I, I'm sure that... Listen. Listen, that must be it now. He's not coming in. He's waiting. For what? Me. Look. Look, Eileen, hear the keys to the car. Go out and drive it up the side entrance. I'll be waiting at the door. All right. No, I... no. Go ahead. He won't hurt you. Hurry. Okay. Hey, mister, you ain't in trouble, are you? I don't want no trouble no, in my keep place. keep on. You'll be all right. Here. Don't you want your change? No, I'll keep it. Hop in. I'll slide over. Thanks. All right, that's uh, the Mike Estella trademark. A car door shutting right there, Lisa Wolf. On suspense. April 27, 1944. Death went along for the ride, starring Gene Kelly. We'll get back to that in just a few minutes. But it's time now for another Adam West Batman clip, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Right. You are right. Do you agree? This time I agree with you. It's rare. Lisa is agreeing with me. Now and Uh, then. That's called the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh As Lisa is agreeing with me. All right. So uh, we've been playing some um, some clips of some Batman television shows back from the 60s. I'll never forget that series. It was air. It aired on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It was a cliffhanger. You know, it would be uh, a cliffhanger. You know, Batman and Robin would be tied up to a, you know, and a clam was going to eat them or an yeah. alligator or they were going to get sent into space on a rocket ship or whatever. And I had to wait two days to find out if they were going to make it or not. If Batman yeah. and Robin were actually going to get going to get loose and be able to catch the criminal. Yeah, you know, We couldn't watch the whole series on Netflix back then. Right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So here is another villain. This is uh, this was a, a very interesting villain. In fact, this villain appeared more times than any other villain. I think you're going to be really surprised to hear who this is. Take a listen. You see, ex-boy wonder, he now responds only to my command. All right, if you know who that is, uh, that villain, call us right now. Toll free, 855-360-H. 360 wins some fabulous prizes. You see, ex-boy wonder, he now responds only to my command. Right? It's like uh, Lisa. She only responds to my command. Right, Lisa? Right. Right? Whatever you say. You see, ex-boy wonder, he now responds only to my command. All of the villains enunciated. Do you know this? Boy, a wonder. All right, give us a call. Toll free 855-360-H360. We'll be right back. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. I bet you Adam West would have got every one of these first try. What do you think? I think I'm would, right there? I would certainly think so. I think you would have got Again, him like... Again, I agree with you. shakalaka. I would hope so. Burt Ward, too. I bet you he would have known him. <laughs> Right off the bat. Somehow I agree with you. All right. Let's play that uh, villain clip again. You see, ex-boy wonder, he now responds only to my command. Uh, our executive producer, Mike Estella, said a lot of people called up and thought it was the uh, Mr. Freeze. But it is not Mr. Freeze. Let's check in with Paula. Hi, Paula. Hi there. Good to talk to you both. Yeah. How are you, Paula? Oh, good. I want you to know I spent this afternoon listening to some of those old CDs you sent out the first year. Yeah. Yeah, I was enjoying your show even this afternoon. Oh, so great. Thanks, Paula. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Um, Hey, do you know who this is? King Tut. King Tut. Uh, That's right, Victor Bono. Yep. Uh, Paula, you know what? You always know these things. You're so smart, and you, you just know this genre, and you're fantastic, and we love you. Well, I love that you're on the air, and I get to hear you so much. Uh, you're very welcome, and thank you, Paula. And you're a winner. My uh, crabby brother will send you some fun prizes, okay? Thanks a lot. You're hey, welcome. Paula, it's great to hear yep, from you. Terrific, Paula. Thank you. Thank you. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, Paula knew it, Lisa Wolf. She of course knew she it. did. Yes, she did. And... Uh, Buono played King Tut on the series Batman. Buono was quoted as saying that the role was one of his favorites because he was delighted 
at being able to overact without restraint. There you go. And King Tut was the villain most used on Batman. Now, I would have never known that. That's probably why a lot of people had it wrong. I would have said, like, the Joker or Catwoman. No, it was, or the Penguin, you know. But no, it was King Tut. He was used, I think, 10 times. Uh, It was 10 or 11 times. So that's more than any other villain. All right, let's get back now to Gene Kelly starring in Suspense. Look back now, Dave. Seriously, that other car follows. I don't think so. Say, look, pal, I don't want to be nosy, but... Uh, Eileen, I, I wouldn't kid you. I don't know what it is. Is anyone following us? No, I don't think so. Oh. Oh, lights. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's someone following us. No? How fast are we going now? About 60. All right, watch. Hey, please be careful, George. I'll be careful. Is he coming? Uh-huh, I think he's gaining on us. Yeah, I thought so. Well, we'll see how much this guy wants to play. He had a pretty big car, you know. Yeah, I know. Is he still gaining? Closing up pretty fast. Oh, I can't stand this much longer, and I'm going to do something about it. What are you going to do? I'm going to pull to one side, slam on the brakes, and see what happens. Mr. George! I'll force him into the ditch if I have to. It's what he's trying to do to us. Hang on! Same as we hit? Just for a second. You notice anything about him? Not much. Well, I did. He was a man with only one arm. Well, this is that Harry's place that guy told me about. You sure you like steak? He doesn't. Well, it's the place for you, then. Find a steak this side of Chicago, they tell me. Come on. A table for two, sir? Uh, yeah, please. Right this way. whole thing amounts to this. Right here. Here's a nice table right by the window. That's fine, thanks. And, madame? Thank you. Uh, two steaks, please. Uh, both medium rare. All right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. George, to get back to our little problem. Our little problem? All right, so it's your problem and I'm stuck with it. Are you sure you don't have any enemies? How could I? I've been out of the country for over a year. I didn't have any when I left. Well, could there be any connection with that work you were doing with the Chinese government? Oh, not a chance. I, I, uh... Well, look, I don't know any secret plans and I have no agent X-9 well, all that's out. Well, maybe it's all just a coincidence. Oh, sure. One-armed guy tags me all over Reno, then says he's a poor hitchhiker. Then he acts like he's trying to pull a stick up, and then a hundred miles beyond where I've dropped him, he shows up in a big Cadillac. Just a coincidence. Phone for Mr. Javery. George. Telephone for Mr. Javery. Yeah. Another coincidence. What do you suppose? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. George, don't. Come on, we'll both go answer it. Uh... Are you, Mr. Javery? Yeah. Well, that's good. They've been trying to reach you all day. All day? Yes, this is about the tenth call we've had for you. Uh, The phone booth is right this way. One little coincidence after another. 
Calling me all day at a joint I've never been in before in my life. George, don't answer. Now, look, you just keep an eye out while I'm in the booth. All right. Oh, pardon me. Why, of course. Hello. 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 Can I help you, sir? Why, yes, I had a call in this wire. But... I'm sorry, but your party seems to have disconnected. Did you call them? Uh, no, no, no. Forget it. What was it, George? Come on. Let's go out to the car. Well, what was it? I don't know. Whoever it was, as soon as I answered, they hung up. Come on. Come on. There's a guy following here. It's the guy I bumped into with the phone booth. Oh. That's what that phone call was for. Get in the car, quick. Here he comes. Oh, oh, Mr. Javery. George, he's pointing something. Camera. Thanks, Mr. Javery. Hey, what's the idea of taking pictures of me? It's a hobby. I'll send you a print. At the morgue. Well, a little comedy would come in handy now. Oh, George, you promised me. Come on, relax. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he shoots with the light bulbs, and whether he hits them or not, they always break. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, blindfolded. <laughs> he didn't even aim at it. Sure, that's the point. Ladies are going to shoot straight up, and the bulbs in the back of them will break. <laughs> Why do you think I was driving that way? Gee, it's a beautiful night. Look at that moon. Yeah. Let's stop a minute. Why? Oh, I don't know. Just to look down at the water. All right. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen the old Hudson River. I guess I'd better turn off the lights. I'm not sure I'm allowed to stop in the middle of the bridge. Come over here by the rail, George. Gosh, isn't it lovely? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Oh, look at that boat down there. It looks it looks a little... I wonder how far it is down to that water from here. Well, I guess about 150 feet or so. I'm awfully glad you decided to come this way. 
Why did you? Oh, it's less traffic and not as many cars as on the George Washington Bridge or the tunnel. And, well, there's less chance of being spotted. You still thinking of that? Oh, it's kind of hard to forget, isn't it? Just the same, I wish you would. It's not doing... Oh, uh, look, look. What? It's a car. That looks like it's going to pull up behind us. George, you... you no, no, I, I don't know. But if some monkey's looking for trouble, he's going to get it because I've had enough. What are you going to do? Now, look, I'll crouch down in front of the car here where he can't see me. He'll pull up behind us so his headlights will be on us if he's up to anything funny. Now, he's beginning to pull over now. Now, look, okay. Okay, you talk to him. Stall him. Then we'll see. All right. But, George... Don't you know you're not allowed to stop in the middle of the bridge? Why? I just stopped a minute to look at the water. You alone? Why, yes. I thought I saw a man standing here with you just now. No. The California plates on your car, ain't they? Yes, I, I just drove through from the coast. Huh. You pick up any hitchhikers on the way? Uh, anybody that looks like this? Like what? Like the guy in this picture. Well, that's the picture someone took it. I thought so. All right, sister, where is he? Right here, bud. George, look out, he's got a gun. Why, you... Now let's see how good you are without a gun. George, hey. the railing, he's trying to throw you over. He's dead! Ah. Come on, kid, let's go. We made it. Home at last. Home? This is the Bancroft Hotel. The only home I ever had in New York. Boy, take these bags. Now, sir, if you leave the key, I'll have your car garage for you. Yeah, sure. Here you are. Thank you. George, I could go home, you know. What? Travel out to Connecticut this time of night? <laughs> it isn't that far. Come on, you get a good night's rest right here. Then you can catch an early train in the morning. Well, all right. Yes, sir. You'll uh, wish a room then, sir? Uh, two rooms, please. Yes, sir. Will you sign here, please? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. J... Oh, Mr. George Javery. What about it? Nothing, sir. Only uh, we have your reservations. Reservation? But I, I... Oh, I get it. Another coincidence. Sir? Uh, skip it. George. Eileen, uh, look, uh, maybe you're right. You, you better go on home. George, you're coming home with me. I, I'm sorry, Eileen, but... This is Journey's End, and I'm going to see it through. Well, then, so am I. Eileen. Please, George. Okay. Okay, come on. Well, what do you know? What? Our friend, sitting over there by that post. The man who took the picture? Yeah, yeah. Last act coming up. Oh, clerk. Yes, sir? Uh, what room do I have? 706, sir. That's uh, fine. The lady? Yes, sir. Room 614 for her. Front floor. This way, Mr. Javery. Going up? Six, please. George, shouldn't you call the police or something? Tell them what? Oh, I... I don't know. Now, look, honey, you get a good night's sleep, I'll be okay. I mean, after all, this is New York. Six out. Good night, darling. Good night. Seven. It's right this way, sir, to the left. Here we are, sir. Just put the bags over there, son. Uh, will that be all, sir? Yeah, here you are. 
Thank you, sir. Hello, George Javery. <coughs> Took you longer than I expected. Brown. A man I met in Reno. What are you doing here? Waiting for you. The name ain't Brown. That's Javery. Javery? Yeah, George Javery. <laughs> Javery, I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me. What I've done for you? Sure. You've been a great help. All right, let's have it. Look, Javery, you've come to the end of the road. But I think you're entitled to know why. <coughs> you don't know me, do you? I'm Bill Malone. Oh, Scarface Malone. Yeah, only I don't have scars anymore, see? That's the point. It took me two years and a lot of pain to get a new face. And I didn't get it just to look good in the coffin. Know what I mean? No, I'm afraid I don't. After a guy in my business has been away for a year or two, he's not always welcome back, see? And he generally finds out about it with a bullet in the back. That's why you struck me as a good idea. Oh, I did, did I? Yeah. I don't believe in taking chances, see? The boys thought I was coming east under the name of George Javery. Oh. So the one-armed guy and all the rest... Yeah, he was one of my boys. You were kind of rough with him, Mr. Javery. Well, he wasn't exactly playing beanbag himself. Jerry, he wouldn't hurt you. I just sent him to tell you so I'd have a line on where you were. After you dusted him off, it was just a break for me that you went to that steakhouse. Otherwise, I might have lost you. A candid cameraman, too, I suppose. Yeah. After I lost Jerry, I figured I wouldn't take any chances. Send a picture around to the boys. Like the guy that took a pot at you in Chicago. And the guy you tossed over the bridge. The boys that were out to get me, see? Only they didn't know all the time it was you. No chances. Know what I mean? Yeah. Only I can't exactly say I'm glad to have been of service. So if you drop that gun, I'll go. Not yet, Javery. There's just one thing more you can do. Yeah? Stand over by that window. What for? Stand over there and drop your hands. The boys wouldn't quite understand if you had your hands up. The boys? Yeah. The ones I've been telling you about. When I pull up that shade, they're going to take a pot shot at me through that window. When they do, they'll get me. Only it'll be you. They'll never know the difference. Now, over to that window. They know you're already here, so move. You, uh... Don't mind if I sort of stroll, do you? After all, this is a surprise. Come on. Over to that window. And if I don't? I'll plug you. And if I do? You see, Malone, that's a trouble with your system. No incentive. You know what I... Don't make a move. George, is anything wrong? George! Get over there in that corner. Don't hurt her, Malone. Just going to lock the door, that's all. Taking no chances, see? And here's some light so you can see what you're doing. What are you? Doris! Doris! Oh, George! Oh. oh, it's all right, Arlene. It's all right, darling. Oh. Well, there lies our nemesis. The late Mr. Scarface Malone. Otherwise known as the guy who never took chances. But he's dead. Yeah, yeah, smart guy. But he made just one mistake. He forgot that the door is right in line of fire with a window. George, what are you going to do? I'm going to call the police and explain this little drama to them. After all, I think it's about time people stop taking pot shots at your future husband. Don't you? <laughs>
so closes Death Went Along for the Ride, starring Gene Kelly. Tonight's tale of... Suspense. Mr. Kelly appeared through courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of The White Cliffs of Dover. This is Gene Kelly. I hope you enjoyed our suspense show this evening. I always feel that it's a pleasure and privilege for me to appear here because most of us who act for a living consider this to be radio's outstanding theater of thrills. Suspense is produced and directed by William Spear. Next Thursday, same time, you will hear Orson Welles in... Suspense! Presented by Roma Wines, made in California for enjoyment throughout the world. And that is Suspense, going back to April 27, 1944. Death went along for the ride starring Gene Kelly. Let's take a break, then it's more here on Hollywood 360. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari, brought to you by Reader's Digest. Hey, Lisa, a lot of our radio stations, we're on almost 100 radio stations across the country, do not carry all four hours of our show. So we've had a lot of uh, listeners over the years say, hey, you know, how do we hear the last hour? If, you know, our station only carries three hours or two hours. So um, we have put a podcast now on our homepage of our website, which is Hollywood360radio.com. When you go to that website, you will see that we post a podcast of our entire four-hour show every Monday. So uh, the uh, Monday that follows the broadcast has our podcast, uh, the full four hours, and we also add an additional hour of classic radio, like an hour-long Lux Radio Theater or an hour-long suspense episode, something there as a bonus. So you get almost five hours of programming at our website absolutely free. So just go to Hollywood360radio.com and listen to our podcast. You'll hear Lisa in her glory, right? Talk, 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 talk. In your glory, Lisa. All right, so do check that out, Hollywood360radio.com. Uh, that's going to do it, Lisa Wolf. Uh, another uh, another show in the books next week: The Adventures of Archie Andrews, Philo Vance Detective, The Green Hornet, and Escape. From my co-host Lisa Wolf, executive producer Mike Costella, national movie critic Sarah Adamson, Vince Lombardi, my crabby brother Vince Amari, Adam West, the birthday boy, and me, Carl Amari. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Hollywood 360 with host Carl Amari is brought to you by Reader's Digest. To learn more about Hollywood 360 or to contact us, visit our website at Hollywood360radio.com. Adam West speaking. 